You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast, a podcast for people who want to learn more about their personal finances and get the most from their money. This series is hosted by Kate Campbell from How To Money and Owen Raskovich from Rask Finance. The Australian Finance Podcast is provided for educational purposes only. The information is general in nature and does not take into account your needs, goals or objectives. What that means is the information does not apply to you specifically. So consider getting the advice of a licensed and trusted professional before acting on the information. Kate, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. Where we're dishing the dirt on our biggest investing and money mistakes. Oh, wonderful. It's, uh, as you can expect, this is uh, an episode about humility and just being candid. And owning it. Yes, just owning it. And uh, telling you that we're not perfect and mm. probably no one else is either, so... Hopefully you can, uh, I don't know, find some comfort in our loss yes. and um, maybe even bring up some of your own. So if you're willing to uh, recite some of them and share them with us, you can hit us up at uh, podcast at raskfinance.com. Yeah. And it's definitely good to make your own mistakes and learn from them, but it's even better to learn from the mistakes of others and not repeat it yourself. Yes. I like that. It so, um, sounds very smart. Yeah. So without further ado, here are our biggest investing and money mistakes. Ah, there we go. Okay, we're okay. on the other Owen's side of that jingle. Trying his new sound effects, so new seem sound to effects. be working. Okay, hopefully the button worked. Okay, so why don't why don't we go? I'll go, you go, kind of thing. Okay, so I'll start start off with some share investing mistakes that I made. I bought shares in Slater and Gordon. This was a company. This is a law firm. Um, it went from like $2, which is when I bought it to like $7, at which point I bought some for my family. And then it's now promptly back to like less than 50 cents. So that sucked. And I lost a lot of money from that. That was my biggest and my family's money. It was the biggest dollar value loss I've ever had. Mm. And the reason it came undone was was some weird accounting treatment. I won't go into on this podcast, but if you want to know it, you can find me on Twitter and I'll explain it to you. 
Um, another one I bought was a company called NewSat, and this company was that sounds too good to be true. Mm. It definitely is. This company wanted to put satellites into space, <laughs> and it wanted to sell the, uh, the like the the satellite bandwidth to telcos in the military in the Middle East and all that sort of stuff. Sounds like a really niche market. Yeah, very high risk, <laughs> as I found out. So that went to zero. Um, and then there was actually the Sydney Morning Herald later published a video of the boardroom mm. just as they're about to collapse with these two guys about to have a punch on. So, yeah, I mean, that probably says it all. Anyway, that's those are my quick little two. What have you got for us? Yeah. Okay. Mine are a bit more holistic. So the first one is deciding you're going to be a day trader when you've already got a day job. So, hmm. I mean, either way, day trading is something that requires a lot of skill and education and it's not something you just start doing really what were you doing for a job at the time i was in the air force okay so you had like one hand on the um the cockpit and then the other hand on your yeah (laughs) Yeah, absolutely so i um more of in like lunchtime and i had just discovered comsec and the fact that you could buy and sell shares and it was the coolest thing since sliced bread and i was just I had no idea what I was doing. I never, I hadn't talked to anyone about investing. I was just buying and selling weird things like a company that made jetpacks. Though I don't think they've, I looked at them the other day and I don't think they got anywhere with that. No, they went bust. Drones and all sorts of really random stuff. Hmm. Um, and I was just like buying it. And then as soon as it went green, I was selling it. If it went red a bit, I sold it too. <laughs> so I, I looked back at the, um, at the end of that finance, it was a couple of years ago. And I broke even in the end, luckily. It was a good learning lesson. It was probably expensive in terms of brokerage. I would have paid a lot Mm -hmm. over the year. Um, But so I definitely think if you're going to start, maybe start with paper trades if you want to just muck around and buy and sell lots of things. There are companies out there. Um, There's the ASX share game if you do want to have a bit of fun over a couple of weeks. But definitely uh, wouldn't recommend what about if you just quit your job and go straight to day trading? Is that a fix? Yeah, nah. I mean, on Instagram, <sighs> you see the people with their Forex computer setups mm, and surrounded screens. by computers. Yeah, it's always like six screens and words <clears throat> of cash on <clears throat> the desk. Um, but in reality, the the times I've um, read articles or listened to podcasts interviewing day traders, they have done a lot of um research and training to get to that point mm-hmm. it's not something they did sort of on a whim suddenly one day they're making a million dollars it that doesn't work like that <laughs> so um if you do want to pursue that path good on you but it's not something you just start doing i mean it's not some a good it's not a good way to make money really mm-hmm. i hear that uh and i agree completely so another one that i did is this just a really short sweet one i bought a car when i was like 1920 probably 20 i bought a a, a ute like a nice ute it was a personal loan had like 17 percent interest was it brand Got, new no it wasn't which is probably the worst thing because so you didn't was, get the nice it bow. wasn't very reliable and it was it was a lot of money like i could not afford it. i had to go from bank to bank to bank to get a loan what, so 19 grand at 19 yeah it was a lot of money That's whatever insane. it was and then i had um to get fully comp insurance and i had to get it through the bank that i got the loan through naturally and so like this was just a disaster like i had this loan for years it would have cost me double i reckon what 
And if you factored in like all you. the extra costs of the car, it would have been double what the actual purchase price was. Mm. And that was just that just annihilates people at the the the, the most important time of their life mm. when financially. So anyway, that's that one. Yeah, another one is uh, when I was getting into finance and learning about everything. I pretty much went around and tried every single financial sort of share platform and different things. Mm-hmm. So there's a company called, I think it's BrickX, and you can buy and sell brick, uh, fictional, like imaginary bricks like of a house. Parts of a company. Yeah, a house. A house, sorry. Yeah, yeah so, um, but I, I was just trying everything under the sun. And when it came to tax time, uh, because it was just small amounts all over the place, it was very difficult to do mm. my tax return because I had like a dollar of income from one company and just I had lots of different statements trying to pull that together at tax time. And it wasn't even big amounts. It took me more time than the money I made, mm. really. Okay. Well, that's um, I, I, to be honest, one part of me says, well, good on you for giving things a try. But the other side's kind of like, yeah, it is a lot of complexity yeah. i guess it's better if you do your research and pick a good company and just sort of go with it i'm i'm now of the opinion that keeping things simple is better um otherwise you end up with tons of accounts all over the place many bank accounts um so i've just been slowly closing everything mm. down in the last few years just to simplify your life because suddenly you realize you're paying fees in one place if you leave an account open and inactive long enough um and then you just have to so it's better to keep everything simple and do your research, pick a good product and go with that um, and don't try and make your life too complicated. Mm, I like it. Good advice. Okay, so uh, one of the reasons that we're doing this episode is I, I wrote a blog post for one of our websites, one of the Rask websites the other day, and I gave a whole heap of um, investments that went really bad. Mm. So things that dropped 50% or more pretty much. There's some that have dropped 100, like um, that one further up the page, which was uh, NewSat. So I've had my fair share of blunders, but there were a whole heap of them. And my point was that they weren't my biggest mistakes. And the biggest mistake is the one that I'm about to get to. Mm. And so this, I'll just get, and this is just a simple example of a company. So I, a few years ago, maybe five years ago, I bought shares in a company called Nearmap, which did uh, images, like photos from a plane that flies really low to the ground. And when I say really low, it's still like, kilometers up in the air and it takes really crystal clear images of the ground so think of google maps but a lot clearer so clear that you could see a 50 cent piece from the plane and you could see what was written on it that's how clear it is and so this company was doing all kinds of great stuff it had already conquered australia and had all these customers and said it was going into the u.s and i bought it for about 50 cents and i thought this is great it's really cool uh really good long-term future it's profitable all that sort of stuff and um I ended up selling shares about 18 months later for, I think it would have been like 54 cents. So it would have been a bugger all gain, right? Because yeah, I was just impatient. And then fast forward to, to now, uh, to now, and it is trading over $3 a share. So my lesson here is that one, if you make an investment, you've got to be very patient. That's the obvious one. The other one is that don't let the, the, the share price tell you what to do with your money. Mm. Like that's not a performance, an indicator of how do, well you're doing with your investment. But the biggest thing from this, uh, from, from this action is that I worked it out that all of the investments that I made, of all the bad things that I bought and then I watched fall, just one of my ones that I should have held onto would have outweighed all of my losers. Mm. 
right? So if you think about that and you think about the share market, you can make 100% loss. That's all you can make as long as you're not using like loans or anything weird. Yeah, don't go there. Yeah. But you can make much more than 100%. Like you hear stories of companies going up five, six hundred thousand percent whatever. And the moral of this story is that if you find something, like an investment and you want to hold on to it, oftentimes it's much better to hold on to it than it is to sell. So my biggest mistake was actually selling businesses or shares of businesses that were actually exceptional mm. and I got out way too early. So that's, that's a kind of a weird take on an investing mistake, but I think it's a really good one to remember, particularly if you've got ETFs. It doesn't matter if you're individual shares, property, whatever. So I think the same rule applies. Yeah, and sometimes your biggest mistake can just not taking any action. I mean, you might not put any money into the market, and so you haven't lost any money, mm. um, but you've lost the opportunity to make a lot more money. Mm, for sure. Um, Morgan Housel wrote this fantastic article and the headline was 99% of long-term investing is doing nothing. Mm. The other 1% changes your life. And it's so true. <laughs> so something to keep in mind. Have you got any others? I mean, day trading when you've got a day job is kind of makes sense that worry wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah. It's just ever- more thinking... Like getting swept up in trends and speculative stocks is always a bit of a recipe for disaster. Mm -hmm. Have you ever made mistakes um, like with ETFs or anything like that? I mean, I don't think so at the moment. I've kind of just figured out my strategy after a bit of research and sort of set it up and Mm -hmm. slowly adding to it. I mean, I haven't lived through a GFC-like event, so um, it would be... I think it's going to be interesting to see how I react to that sort of stuff Um, because, I mean, the last few years that I have had money to invest, it's all been... Everything's been lovely, hasn't it? It's just been going up. So um, it's... I think the more mistakes are probably to come, but hopefully um, from learning from other people's mistakes, and a lot of investors are pretty honest online about... The mistakes they make so i've trying to learn from their mistakes so i don't repeat them myself mm. i think that's part of the reason why this is so appealing this topic is because everyone makes mistakes and if you go into investing doesn't matter what type of investing you're going to do or you think you know even if you think about budgets and the mistakes you can make with budgeting and all those types of things if you think it's going to be smooth sailing it's not going to work mm. Because there's going to be times when things are really difficult. Now, I've given investing lessons. You've given some more holistic personal finance style ones. It's the same. Like we talk about budgets and we talk about people who, for example, set up a budget and they find out that all their bills are due on the same day, on the same day or the same week of the year or whatever. And they just it just falls to pieces. You've got to expect that the unexpected is going to happen. Mm. And with investing, it's probably the most visceral thing because you have so much money typically put into your um investing yeah even if it's just super or whatever you know people tend to remember because of this thing called loss loss aversion bias which is we feel the pain of loss twice as much as the joy of gain Mm. and we think of um we tend we think of these instances in our lives like if you talk to your grandparents or your parents about their super retirement fund during the gfc um they could quickly recall their emotion to that point in time but they couldn't tell you the next 10 or 12 years that have been the best Mm, we've, ever yeah. seen, we've ever seen so um our point with this episode is to let you know that it's okay if you make mistakes it's okay if you lose money but the important thing is that you manage how much you lose you don't put all of your eggs in one basket we've talked about diversification 
We've talked about staying within your circle of competence, understanding things before you sign up, before you sign on the dotted line. All just basic things that hopefully enable you to make, you know, you're going to make mistakes at the beginning, but hopefully those will be less costly mistakes. Mm. And then you can snowball that into the future. And I'm, I'm definitely a big advocate of if you're going to make the mistake, make it yourself. I mean, there's mm. a lot of scenarios where it is really appropriate to get the help of a licensed professional. But I sometimes think if you outsource every single decision um, when it comes to your finances and your personal um, money scenario, you don't get to make those mistakes yourself. And someone else mm. is getting paid to make those mistakes. And they learn the lessons, but you don't get to learn the lessons. So I think it's really important to sort of, once you've got the basics, not be afraid of, yeah, you might make a mistake, but you'll learn from it and you get to own it and sort of improve your scenario so you don't do that again. For sure. And that's something that I probably, that's probably something you've taught me actually is that it's really good to make those mistakes and to make them firsthand. Mm. Because we're all wiser because we've been through it, right? And the next GFC, I reckon after we have that conversation, once we have one and we have another conversation, you'll be able to recall some lessons learned and I'm sure you'll survive it (laughs) uh, one way or another. But yeah, those things are are, are going to happen. You know, spoiler alert. Yeah. Markets are going to crash. We're probably going to see a recession. It's been 20, as we record this in 2019, it's been about 28 years since Australia has had a recession. The longest streak of any country ever doesn't go on forever. Mm. Um, house prices don't go up forever. Stock markets don't go up forever. ETFs have risks. Share investing has risks. You know, this all, it, we always say high risk, high reward, or just risk in general. Yeah. Like everything doesn't work out according to plan. So it's okay to make mistakes. Mm. And like the typical advice of buy low, sell high has been around probably since. Roman times I mean they would have been using that at the markets and things like that Um, but everyone still seems to make that mistake Mm -hmm. and we've made the mistake Um, so I feel like we're just wired to repeat the mistake of being greedy and then getting scared and selling Um, but if you can sort of figure it out for yourself and learn that mistake and hopefully you don't have to repeat it again and again and again Mm. if you learn less than yourself Mm mm-hmm I like it. So, is that was that your last mistake? Yeah, I think so. Yep. I'm sure there's many more to come, but we'll keep it like that for now. <laughs> okay. All right, Kate. Well, that uh, brings us to the end of the episode. And uh, we would like people to share their stories if they have mm-hmm. any, some, uh, any mistakes that they've made or anything... Yeah, we'd love to learn from you as well. Yeah, we'd we'd love to hear from you. And uh, as always, you can find us, uh, if you email us, podcast at raskfinance.com. That's podcast at raskfinance.com. You can ask questions there too. Yep. You can find us on social media. Yep, um, at howtomoney.online or I'm on Twitter and Instagram at howtomoneyaus. I'm Owen Rask on Twitter and Instagram. So if you want to find us, you can find us there. And yeah, we'll, we'll see you in the next episode. See you guys. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz 
that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says Invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.